Hey, welcome to Stops and Starts, a women's hockey podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Flavin, and this is episode nine. So since the last time that we chatted, believe it or not, Canada won a gold medal at the Olympics in soccer, something they've never done before. So that is amazing and worthy of comment um, to start this podcast off, even if, yes, this is back to being a hockey podcast. This is back to being a hockey podcast for the best of all reasons, and that is that the World Championship Tournament is happening right now in Calgary. Uh, So far, it's gone pretty well. Um, Lots of injuries, but other than that, it's been fantastic. And today, the United States will play Canada for the first time since February 8th of 2020. Um, it's been too long and today is such an exciting day. So before we get into today's matchup, um, let's just take a step back and talk about the media and the energy surrounding this tournament. So the games have all been hosted on TSN or produced on TSN, and then they're playing them in the United States on the NHL network. So I've been able to watch all the United States games and all the Canada games, and that's just been really, really fun. Um, I think the best part of the production for me, other than the actual filming the games, having highlights, having replays, etc., has been Tessa Bunham, who is, you know, they call it being on the desk in between periods. Um, She's obviously been there for ages. She's a staple. She's great. Um, And this time they brought in Carla McLeod, which makes sense to be her partner. and that makes sense because Carla McLeod is a Calgarian. She coaches at the University of Calgary Dinos uh, women's hockey program. And she is a uh, Hockey Canada alum. Um, so it makes perfect sense to have her on the desk. With her being a head coach, it's uh, she's obviously great at giving commentary about what she sees and what teams need to do in the next period. So those two are awesome. Um, absolutely it kind of makes the tournament in some way. It just adds so much more to the game itself. Um, and, and again, we don't get that often in women's hockey. So I'm, I'm loving that. Um, the Athletic, who really, I don't think, has kind of figured out their women's hockey coverage at all. Um, um, they, on the first day of the World Championships, they dropped three stories, um, sort of setting up the tournament, which was great. Um, as for someone who's a diehard fan, the level of depth in those stories is usually, um, nothing, I'm not usually learning anything new and and that's fine. I think that they're writing perhaps for a different audience. Um, but they did deliver one article. It was, uh, by Alyssa Longmere and it was a stats based women's hockey article and that was new for them. And it was such a cool article. And even as a diehard fan, I got a ton out of it. Um, and, and this kind of will set me up for, talking about the teams um, in the tournament and how they've been performing so far. Um, but uh, Alyssa Longmere, in her, she, she talked about, from a stats-based perspective, who is favored to win this tournament. And what I didn't realize is that in the model that she's using, the Canadian goalies actually give Canada an edge to potentially win this tournament. And I had not considered that angle um, because the American goalies have all the gold medals, um, and the American forwards and D are considered, they, they rank higher in this model. Um, but apparently the Canadian goalies, if you dig into it, um, they give Canada an edge. So 
we shall see if that kind of plays out throughout the tournament. Um, and so I thought that was just, I always love any articles that The Athletic writes, but obviously if there's one that is detailed enough for a diehard fan to get something out of I, for women's hockey, I, I just think that's great. Um, and I hope that they hope that they drop another story today, to be honest. I understand why they're not writing game recaps about blowout games that happen early in the tournament, but today USA versus Canada, even though it's not a medal round game, I think it's, you know, it's it should be getting all the attention, it should be getting articles, etc., um, the ice garden has been obviously crushing it as always. Um, okay. So talking about how the United States and Canada has performed in the tournament so far. Interestingly, um, Canada's goalies, um, so they played, uh, they're three and in group play so far. So is the United States, no, no surprises there. Um, but Anne Renee Debian played two games for Canada in that, and she didn't get a lot of shots, probably like 10 to 12 shots in each game. Um, in the first game, she gave up three goals on 11 shots. And in the second game, she almost had a shutout and then gave up a goal with like two seconds left at the end of the game. So just not the games that she was looking for. Um, and then in the third game, they played Mashmeyer in net, Canada did, and she got a shutout against the Swiss. Again, only 12 shots on net, but she did have to, um, there was like a five on three power play that the Swiss had, and she also had a breakaway that she had to, 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 to stop. So, um, I think Mashmeyer has looked sharper. Uh, we'll see who plays net today. On the American side, they have been flip-flopping their goalies, which is, and they've been flip-flopping their whole roster, which is just such an American flex um, of how deep they are. Uh, they have uh, put Cavallini in two games. She never got scored on. They put Hensley in for one game. She never got scored on. So we will see who they put in net today. Both ladies look ready to go. I really wanted to see them put Aaron Frankel in versus um, their last game versus Russia. But alas, they didn't do it. Um, and that would have been cool just because Frankel, uh, she made the roster. Then remember, the coaches changed. They put out a new roster. Frankel wasn't on it. Uh, then Maddie Rooney got injured and Frankel was back on the roster. So as a third goalie. So I wasn't really expecting to see her play, but I thought that would have been cool. But anyways, um, so that's the goalies. Right now, the Americans appear to have the edge in the games. They're not giving up any goals on paper. Apparently, the Canadian goalies are better. So let's see what happens when they go head-to-head -head tonight. Um, um, now, on defense, um, neither of these decors, Canada or the United States, has been tested yet, to be quite honest. Um, watching the games... Um, no disrespect to the non-national, non-North American teams, but they are getting physically outclassed and just out. The shots are stratospherically different, um, and the, as a result, the, the defense is, is just not being tested for Canada and the United States. Um, so, like, for Finland, I mean... Yes, anything can happen. I think the silver medal, or sorry. Yeah, you, you just don't know what's going to happen in the quarters and the semis. Um, Finland could be in that gold medal game again. I don't think it's likely. Um, but again, the nature of hockey. Yes, they could make it if the goal scoring went completely silent and um, Finland somehow eked out a win if there was bad goaltending. But um, realistically, the defense for these programs, Canada and the United States, has not been tested at all. Um, 
On the American side, they are dealing with an injury. Uh, newcomer Natalie Bookbinder got injured in the pre-tourney game. Um, again, lots of quality D on the American side, but they are left with only two right-handed defense right now, which is Megan Bozek and Kayla Barnes. The good news is those guys are veterans and can handle a ton of ice time if um, Coach Joel Johnson does want to keep a right-handed D on the ice. Um, interestingly, I think it was... Um, the 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 really young lady Caroline Harvey who's like 19 years old and hasn't even entered college yet uh, she's a left-handed shot but I think that they play her on the right-handed side and and she seems to be fitting in just fine um um on the Canadian side um the defense uh, oh on, on the American side and also remember they they lost Casey Bellamy she retired so I think that that's just something to be aware of they haven't felt the impact of it yet against those weaker teams um we'll see how that decor um the American decor handles Canada tonight um their decor should be should be just fine though I think with um um Jincy Dunn and Savannah Harmon have transitioned just fine to the senior game they're they're not super young players it took them kind of a while to make their um world championship debuts but they're doing fine um so 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 that's defense on the american side on the canadian side um your vets are um renata fast and jocelyn larock expect them to play on the top pairing um but it is the second pairing that has been so fun to watch uh aaron ambrose and Claire Thompson. Claire Thompson's a recent graduate of Princeton, and Erin Ambrose is, um, she graduated from Clarkson years ago, didn't make the Olympics in 2018, and just one of the best defenders in the world. Uh, She leads, I'm just looking here, she leads all defense out of the United States and Canada with points, with four. Um, She has a couple goals in the the, uh, tournament so far, and she looks great out there. And Hockey Canada is obviously very comfortable with Claire Thompson, who's been getting a ton of minutes and appears to be their number four D. On forward, um, let's talk about the Canadians first. So this should probably have started off the whole podcast, but unfortunately, Marie-Philippe Poulin is not going to play tonight. She took a slap shot to the chest against the Swiss in the third period the other day. Um, terrible to watch, uh, just kind of scary, you know, when somebody's ankle or knee gets wrecked, you know, it's not life-threatening, um, watching someone take a slap shot to the chest is not, is that's a bad situation, felt terrible for her, and she's fine, but she's not going to play today, um, so most importantly, she's fine, um, so had to put that out there, but, um, what their lines look like for Canada, so Canada looks good, uh, no power play goals um, and no goals in the first period yet, three games into the tournament. But they are destroying their opponents in shot share, um, and there's a lot of good hockey being played. The first line um, has tended to be um, Poulin centering Victoria Bach and Brian Jenner. Um, Brian Jenner's a vet; she's playing great. Bach is a newcomer; still, she's look, she's looking good, but she's you know still trying to you know pot a goal or. Um, you know, get on the score sheet that way. Um, interestingly, Canada has a first-line capable forward in Jamie La- Jamie Lee Rattray that they don't have her on a line. They just she's like their thirteenth forward, 
and that was kind of irritating to me. Um, but, um, so I forget if it was the first game. I think it was the first, yeah, it was the first game. Halfway through the game, they put, uh, Rattray back on the first line after not having her on a line. Rattray scored a goal. A few seconds later, they scored another goal. Um, and then she was on the ice for two more goals. So she only played half the game and she was on the ice for four goals, four. So watching that, I was like, oh boy, they like, I wish Rattray was on a line. Um, it's kind of come to pass that I'm sure she is going to be on a line now, but unfortunately it's because Poulin is injured. Um, but I, it's quite likely, I think that we'll see Jenner, Bach and Rattray on a line tonight. Um, and we should, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I think they're capable of, they're definitely capable of, um, producing even without Poulin. The best, most exciting line to watch in the whole tournament right now is uh, Sarah Fillier's line. She plays, she's a rookie for Canada, um, and she is centering Melody Daou and Natalie Spooner. Those guys are playing like a first line, and they have more points than any other line in the tournament of looking at the United States and Canada, okay? Um, uh, let's see here. Daou has five points. Spooner has five points. And Fillier has three goals. Uh, sorry, three points, including two goals. Um, that line is just, I can't say enough about them. Fillier, I believe she's played two years of college and has three years of eligibility left because of this whole COVID thing. Um, so, like, Fillier is going to be around for a long time. She's going to get better and better. She looks physically strong. She's comfortable skating the puck end to end. She plays on a five on three um if penalty kill situation they put her on the power play where we haven't seen her a lot with Poulin and Poulin won't play today but Fillier and Poulin on the power play together we saw it once briefly and they looked awesome so that is the line to watch and that is the line that um if Canada wins tonight it's going to be in large part to that line Canada's third line um is uh Rebecca Johnson Blair Turnbull and Emily Clark that's a new situation for Rebecca Johnson. She's typically a top six forward. Um, I like her on the third line. I think that she does an amazing job possessing the puck. She does so many things good. And, you know, the Americans are always going to have a good third line too. But having someone like Johnson on the third line, that's a pretty strong player on your third line. Um, for as good as she is and for as many points as she has for Canada, um, she has over 100 points in her career. In the time that since I've been watching, I haven't seen her um, score a ton of goals, to be honest. Um, so personally, I like her on the third line. Um, interestingly, she's with uh, Blair Turnbull, who she played with in Calgary in the past year, and then Emily Clark. And Turnbull and Clark played together. Oh, I don't know if they played together, but they're both Wisconsin Badger alums. And those two have great chemistry together. So I like that whole line as a third line. But Emily Clark is having a heck of a tournament. Uh, I think she has two points in tournament play. Um, I believe she has two goals. I can't remember. She has at least yeah, she has two goals. I think she has two game-winning goals. Um, but she has a shorthanded goal. She's drawing penalties. Um, she's just having the best tournament I have ever seen her play. Um, so that was really exciting because, to be honest, I wasn't expecting that. So those are Canada's um, top three lines. And, again, uh, the pool-in injury sucks, but um, I think we've seen from Canada what we would... I think it's been encouraging what we've seen from them this tournament. Um, biggest 
biggest yikes is the the goaltending. Um, if Debian starts, she needs to you know find her edge, um, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens tonight. On the American side, um, as I said, their goalies have been. I've already talked about their defense, and I've actually already talked about their goalies. Um, so let's jump right into the forwards. So we so head coach Joel Johnson's making his uh, debut as a head coach at the senior level. He's very experienced at the lower um, national, international level. Um, so he kept Knight, Decker, and Coyne together as a line. Um, and those are probably all three future Hockey Hall of Famers. Um, and that line is no question they're producing. I think each of them has three points so far in the tournament. Um, so they're, they're, they're doing fine. And they're scoring really pretty goals and um, uh, Knight and Decker both broke a record the other day. Knight is now the all-time goals leader in women's world championships with 45. And Decker is the all-time assist leader with 39 for Americans. So that line, the stability that they bring and like um, the leadership that that line brings and the goals that they bring, they are a threat as always. Um, I knew that there, there's, you know, Hillary's the oldest at 32. Um, I think Decker's 30 or I think Decker's 30 coins a little bit younger, but there's always pressure. I think around Hillary Knight, um, especially cause I don't think she has the, the speed compared to these young kids. And she's, you know, she's, she's old in hockey terms. She's been around forever and it's almost like, um, you know, some older players, their skills just go off a cliff one day. And then other older players, it's a bit much slower decline um, as they hang on. Knight's doing fine. There are some people who thought she looked bad at times. She had a couple breakaways that she didn't score. I've never seen her score a breakaway. I don't think she's good at breakaways. Um, I don't think that's her game. So when she, doesn't, when she gets a breakaway and she doesn't score, I really don't care. Well, I mean, maybe I care, but like, I'm not surprised. And it's like, whatever, she's going to do great things in a different way. Um, and sure enough, the other day, you know, she got a breakaway, she couldn't score. I think there was two of them. And in the third period, she outmuscled somebody in front of the net and banged in a rebound for, to tie the record for goals. Next game, I believe it was the, the game was zero, zero. Um, and Knight just scored a, again, a great goal. Uh, Decker was battling on the boards, doing Decker things on the half wall Knight kind of uh, took a nice angle and sort of glided slowly right in, right in to collect a pass from Decker off the wall. Coin had, or sorry, Knight had one person draped on her, and then she skated through two other Russians and then scored a goal, um, and kind of fell to the ice as they made a last ditch effort to defend her and um, kind of got up and you could just see how pumped she was that she had sort of scored despite the body draped on top of her and there was the record broken so um Knight looks fine she's old she looks fine that line is great um but but we've seen them a million times so if you're more into I want to see a fun new line um so coach Joel Johnson is mixing up his lines at the third and fourth line level a third line that he put out that I really liked for a game was Danny Camernese, um, Scamura, Scamora, did I say her name? Haley Scamora, 
and Grace Zumwinkle. Cameron Easy is a vet. She's played in the Olympics. Skamora is that player who, um, she's the pride and joy of the NWHL. She's that player that never made a national team until she did her first season in the NWHL and tore it up and then made the national team after that. She's been to a world championships before. Um, she looks great out there. Um, she's, she's got, she wears a great number as well. She wears number 16. Hee hee hee. Uh, and then there's Grace Zumwinkle, who is, she was a senior at the University of Minnesota. Um, Patty Kazmaier, top three finalists this year. One more year of college eligibility left, thanks to COVID. Uh, and Zumwinkle has an incredible shot, just like a great, great slap shot, great one-timer. But she's a power forward. She's like a Natalie Spooner. Um... She's a train. She's like LeBron James. You might say, um, oh, I know what she's going to do. I know exactly what she's going to do. She's going to barrel wide with the puck, get below the goal line, cut back to the front of the net, and she's right-handed. She's going to try to, you know, score that way. We all know it. Everybody in the building knows it, but nobody can stop her. It's similar to um, Spooner, similar to what LeBron James does as he comes barreling down um, in his sport. He doesn't play ice hockey, as far as I know. Uh, but yeah, that Camerinese Skamora Zumwinkle line, I hope they're back together again. Um, I think it's tempting. Camerinese helps everybody look good, so I think it's tempting to move her around to help get other people going, which is what um, Joel Johnson did in the third game when he was trying to get, I think it was the, uh, I don't know who he was trying to get going, maybe it was Carpenter, I can't remember. Anyways, um, I hope we see that line again. Zumwinkle's having a heck of a tournament. She's got four points. Um, so she leads all Americans. Pretty good for a rookie. Um, the Kessel line is interesting. Uh, Kessel, Alex Carpenter, and then their center has kind of been changing. Uh, I've always found Kessel to be an interesting player. She doesn't dominate, but again, she, she does certain things so well. She will score on a breakaway. She will score in a shootout, um, and she will score or get points or um, be on the ice for American power play goals. So um, I don't think, personally, if I were cheering for the United States to win, um, I wouldn't be too worried about um, there not being too much production out of the, the that Kessel line. Um, they're not defensive liabilities. They keep the puck in the other team's end. Um, as long as they keep their heads up and don't get mentally distraught about a lack of goals, um, those guys are going to come through for the United States in the way that they do so, which are the ways that I just described for, um, for in Kessel's situation. Uh, sure enough, the other day, the United States was struggling to get power play goals. United States, Canada has zero goals in the tournament for on power play. Um, the United States had zero until like the third period of their third game the other day. Um, and, and sure enough, Kessel's line was out there for a Kelly Panic power play goal. Um, so that line looks fine. Um, I don't, I've never, for the time I've been, since watching Kessel, I've just never seen, she's never struck me as that. It's very similar to her brother. She's never just taking over a game. Um, and yet at the same time, you want her on your team because um, she's doing good things She's and she's going to chip in in her own way when you need her. Um, and then lastly, on the um, American forwards, uh, one of the little media darlings when we came into this tournament was Abby Rock, um, and for good reason. She's a great hockey player. 
Um, I don't know if she has a point yet in the tournament. They've got her centering the fourth line. Um, and she's doing well. She's got she's put out a nice. Uh, she, what she is is a playmaker. She always looks to pass first. Um, she's she's getting labeled a bit of the goal scorer because she had an amazing PWHPA event this year, um, and she could be a goal scorer if she decided that was her um, what she wanted to. That if she, I think if she decided that's what she wanted her game to be, of course she could be, and she gets her fair share of goals. There's no question about it. But I think when you're watching her, it's her strength that's enjoyable to watch: strength along the boards and playmaking, and she has done at least three or four just gorgeous passes to people nobody's put anything home yet but I think it's only a matter of time um, and then the other consideration is just you know it's it's the fourth line they, they don't get the shifts in the rhythm that the guys higher up the depth chart do so I think that some patience is appropriate um, for Rock as she finds her way in the world championships um, so so that's that um, okay the keys to, to, to tonight um Fillier's um, line is going to have to act like a first line because um, they don't have Poulin. And while the folks who end up on that first line, with probably Rattray, the reality is they've had their line shuffled this tournament. So it's it's really Fillier, um, Dau, and Spooner who need to step up and lead Canada offensively. Um, so if Canada um, wants to win, that line needs to be going. Um, I also think Canada plays better when, when they get the lines rolling. Um because they do have a good third line that's going right now. So if Troy Ryan, in my opinion, if he's just putting like one, two, one, two, back to back out there, I, I personally don't think that that helps Canada. I just think they do better when they get their lines rolling. Um, the other problem with the one, two, one, two is if they get into penalty trouble, um, you've just got people sitting on the bench and you get no rhythm and Canada getting into penalty trouble is entirely likely because that's just part of their game as well. Um, for the Americans, I think that the key to the game is just to stay the course. They have a coach who's in a new situation. Nothing he can't handle, but this is a new situation for him. So the Americans are going to look to the leadership of that Knight, Kessel, and Coin line specifically, um, as well as on D, folks like Megan Keller and folks like Amanda Kessel um, also on forward. So look to that senior leadership to sort of stay the course no matter what's going on while uh, head coach Joel Johnson settles into his first game at the senior level coaching against Canada. Um, and, and, and sort of, you know, it's, there's going to be more bumps in the road in this game, I think, for the Americans than there has been in the past um, three games of this tournament. Um, and then for, for both, uh, for viewers, I think that the... Um, you know, the treat is that the defense is going to be tested and we haven't seen on both sides and we haven't seen that this tournament. So that will be fun to watch. So the game starts at six o'clock tonight, Eastern time. I, I, well, I think it's at six Eastern. It's almost irrelevant to me because I will be off coaching soccer, um, and have to watch it later on a DVR or whatever you call it. Um, but I hope that lots of people tune in and enjoy what is sure to be an amazing match. An amazing game, I should say. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, sorry for the three-week layoff that uh, going back to the office, getting the kids back to school, coaching soccer. Oh, my God, so many things. Uh, kind of kicked my butt for a while. But it feels good to be watching hockey again and back chatting into my microphone over here. So have a great day and go Canada tonight.